Welcome to Taking the Higher Road, a Driver Reach and Freight Waves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach, a modern recruiting and compliance software solution. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. I appreciate all the positive feedback on the show. Please remember to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you use to listen. Now, as we kick off National Women's History Month, I'm honored to be joined by a woman who I respect and admire deeply, a woman who's made significant history in the trucking industry, and a woman I've had the privilege of calling a friend for more than a decade, Amy Berger, the first female product engineer and first woman vice president who's joining us on the eve of retirement from a nearly 40-year career with the 104-year-old global power technology company that is Cummins Inc. Amy, it's wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. Jeremy, thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, and you just, you kind of summed up my career and like the Cummins history in, in like two words. So. <laughs> well, I, uh, I cannot express uh, sincere, how sincerely, uh, how grateful I am uh, to have you on the show. And from what I understand, this is your very first podcast interview. So what an honor. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I'll let you lead me through it. Well, I'm, I'm anxious to dive into, into your background, you know, what attracted you to the trucking industry and how your experience as a woman in the industry has evolved over nearly 40 years. And uh, I'd also like to talk about your pending retirement. Congratulations to you on that, by the way, and uh, and what you feel the future holds for both you as as well as for the industry. And uh, I also want to be sure we discuss all the great work Cummins is doing as well. And I certainly want to include a question from our audience during our deeper dive segment. Does all of that work for you? Absolutely. All right. Well, before we even dive in, uh, I'm, I'm curious if you have any book recommendations for the audience. You know, anything recent that you've read? That was impactful to you. Um, yeah, so I'll, um, I, I tend, tend a lot anymore towards a lot of suspense and thrillers, but I'm not going to go there because I'm going to go back a few years to a book, a book that I think impacted me tremendously from a, both from a personal and a business standpoint, um, called True North. Um, it's about authentic leadership. We actually read it um, for one of the one of the development executive development courses that we took at Cummins and. Gosh, you know, it 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 it, ta- it teaches you how to to build your life story um, and how and how your life stories affect where you're going um, from from what what you're trying to do both personally and business. And you know, it led me to 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 be this. You know, I I lead by example to support others. And you know, as I read went went back through my life stories, that it, it was you know just a great example of growing up in a small community. Um, coming to an industry which feels like a small community um, and always being able to support others. Um, so uh, it's a book I highly recommend to, to folks as well. Well, thank you for that. I wrote that down. And you've said a few things that I know we're going to unpack here shortly, especially leading by example. I've got a, a ton of, uh, of examples of you leading by example. And then the community that is the trucking industry. But even before we get there, if you could share, you know, how, how did you get your start in the trucking industry? You know, what what inspired you to pursue a career in this in this industry? Well, uh, actually, Jeremy, quite simple. Um, I got an engineering degree um, from Valparaiso University. I uh, started looking for for where I wanted to spend spend at least part of my career. And I had an older brother who was working at Cummins, um, and thought, "Gosh, if he liked it there, he'd been there for five years. I'd I'd at least give it a shot." Um, so I came interviewed, came into engineering and in our, into our main engine plant in product engineering, as you so rightly said, probably the first product engineer, 
uh, female in our, in what was back then our heavy duty engine plant. Um, and it didn't take me long to both love the company. And then after three years, I got out of engineering um, and got my first taste of the industry. And for the next 36 of my 39 years, I've spent somewhere in the North American trucking industry. And it's, you know, if it's not the company that kept me here, it was certainly the industry. Um, it's an absolutely amazing industry, as you well know. Um, that's, you know, it's a collaborative um, industry, even though it's a competitive industry. And it's and it's built on relationships, which, you know, once again, you know, is, is, is where I love to, love to spend my time. It's unique, for sure. And uh, I think you and I first met, I believe it was during a call in Washington 10 to 15 years ago with the Indiana Motor Truck Association. And, uh, and ever mm -hmm. since, uh, I've always enjoyed the opportunity to spend time with you at so many other, you know, industry events. And, and there's something, like we said, you know, very special about this industry. And, you know, I say it all the time, when you give it your, your heart and you really embrace it, it, it embraces you right back. And, and relationships made in this industry can last a, a lifetime and be so rewarding. Um, on the on the topic of relationships, uh, you talked recently uh, in an interview with CCJ about how COVID nineteen sort of turned the industry on its ear, but uh, but the nature of the industry, you know, focus on relationships has stayed the same. What relationships in the industry, you know, have helped shape your career? Any particular relationships? Well, I'd be remiss by not starting out by saying there's a, you know, I probably had some absolutely fantastic managers um, back from the start of my engineering day who supported me um, in, in a, in, you know, it was an all, mostly an all-male plant, um, but then certainly in the, in the trucking industry, um, you know, people who weren't afraid to give me very, very hard constructive criticism, um, but, but resonated well and, and, you know, helped me out through my career. So I'd start there, but then gosh, when you look around any of the industry, I could point to, to, to hundreds of people who have impacted me, who have helped me um, both grow personally and professionally. Um, there's no shortage of people in this trucking industry who, who offer their help willingly uh, without being asked for. So, um, you know, I'm not sure I could pick out any in the industry in particular, but boy, boy, certainly a lot of, a lot of support. Well, after nearly 40 years, I can imagine the number of uh, relationships that, that you have built over those years that I, I know are hopefully are, are watching this, uh, this episode and, and, and proud and honored to uh, have the opportunity to, to know you, to work with you. Um, this is an important month, right? Uh, March is National Women's History Month, and, and you've made significant history both at Cummins and in the trucking industry. Um, you know, I think of you as a, as a servant leader and you mentioned, you know, leading by example. And so just to hear, here are a few, you know, you're, you've been on the uh, board of directors for both the ATA and the TCA. Uh, you have served on Natri's research advisory committee. Uh, you've been part of women in trucking. You, uh, also currently sit on the advisory board for ATA's women in motion. And you've also served on the executive leadership team of the allied committee for the trucking industry act one for seven years and, and you were instrumental in my involvement in that elite group of, uh, of vendor partners to the industry. Um, that's, that's leading by example and, and being a servant, how I've, I've always described you. Uh, can you share, you know, maybe, or describe your experience you know, as, a, as a young woman getting into the industry nearly 40 years ago and, and how it has changed or evolved over time? You mentioned being at Cummins and, you know, being one of the, you know, only women, uh, women amongst the, uh, 
the, the product team to, to now? How has that changed or evolved? Well, certainly it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's a much more inclusive, but it's a much more diverse industry. Um, whether you look at, at females or, or race or any other um, part of diversity. Um, I think when somebody asked me this earlier, I said it, it wasn't so much being female. When I first came into the industry, it was being young. Um, because you wanted to be seen as somebody who knew something, um, who could bring something to the table, who could support others. Um, so, so being young was just as much for me personally, a barrier, um, or perceived barrier as anything else that, that may have existed. Um, so I, I joke that I always wanted to be older. So age has never really bothered me. I, you know, so, um, but, but it's definitely changed. I mean, you, you look around at the industry events now, and it's a much different picture um, than what it was was forty years ago. Yeah, we certainly uh, there. While we have probably come a long way, kind of to your point, I think there's still a lot of room for improvement. In I know in one of our recent Act One uh, meetings, we talked about just the importance of diversity and and a recognizing that that there's a lot of room for improvement is good, right? So, but but then. There is diversity that we're probably not leveraging enough and highlighting enough to to continue to attract uh, a greater level of diversity. So from that perspective, uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity going forward. And by the way, I know I wasn't I wasn't intending to to bring up Jose at all, who's who's going to be you know taking over as you retire. But uh, I love that guy. He he uh, personifies all of the same things that we talk about. He's I got so much great energy, genuine. I love, and I've only gotten to know him maybe a, two or three years at best, but always another guy that I look forward to seeing uh, in the industry at events. And so I think that says a lot about the importance that, uh, that Cummins puts into that role and, and, and into the industry in general. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. And boy, Jeremy, I'll tell you, it makes, it makes it easier for me to walk away from, from, from the, from the company and from the industry. Um, you know, without, without any regrets and without looking back. Cause I know we'll, no, we'll be in good hands. Yeah. 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 He's got a heart of gold. Um, what advice do you have for people, you know, especially, you know, those from, you know, historically under, uh, represented groups, which are interested in, you know, pursuing a career in the trucking industry or in transportation in general, you know, um, any, any advice on how they can maybe best position themselves for success? Gosh, step, step in, lean in. Um, you know, it's, you kind of said it earlier, if you give your heart to, to, to what you're doing, um, you know, it's, you're, you're accepted, well accepted. And this, this industry is a very accepting industry, uh, for people who, who truly care, um, and it, and who shows, shows it cares. Um, you know, I think a number of the opportunities I've gotten over the years is both because I've said, Hey, you know, I'd, I'd be delighted to, to help in. I'd be delighted to help out. I'd be delighted to step into this, um, but boys, as long as you as long as you throw your heart and soul into it and and truly care, um, I think this industry accepts um, you know anybody. So it's you know whether it's from a driver to a technician, where I know we're doing a lot of work from a diversity standpoint as well, um, all the way up through the ranks. I just say step in. It's a it's an amazing industry. Yeah, well said. Uh- you're 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 very close to a lot that's that's shaping the future of trucking. Uh, can you maybe talk about you know Cummins' vision for the future of the uh, on highway transportation industry and, and how Cummins is is working to achieve that vision? 
Yeah, sure, sure. We announced um, a destination zero strategy um, just over a year ago on our plan to achieve net zero carbon emissions by 20, 2050. Um, and, you know, I've listened to a number of the trucking companies now, you know, with their sustainability um, goals, you know, trying to figure out what does that look like? And I think we have a path forward for folks to figure out what that looks like, where it's not just a stair step event. So it's, you know, how do you gradually get there with, with products in use today, um, with internal combustion engines? What are those alternative fuels in the future that might lend itself to a sustainability goal that a customer may have? but still allows them to do their the job that they need to do with their piece of equipment um, in, a, in a reasonably cost-centered environment as well as sustainable. So, you know, whether it's a hydrogen internal combustion, natural gas, um, renewable diesel, um, or these next generation of products as well, um, because the, the industry is a myriad of duty cycles for everything that customers need to do. So not one size fits all. So we're trying to figure out what does that continuum look like and how can we, how can we help people at every point there do, do work um, that makes sense, makes sense for them with the products that make sense for them. Are you sensing, or have you been experiencing over as we continue to evolve? Um, is there a greater sense of in, in embracing of, and I'm going to ask this question all over again because what's the word I'm looking for um, that you mentioned? Where I'm, I'm calling time out here. You mentioned a um, sustainability. That's the word I was looking for, and I should have I should have written it down. Okay, here's my question: three, two, one. As we've evolved over the last few years, have you maybe noticed a greater sense of embracing of sustainability amongst you know fleet owners? Has that been something that has been more of a priority to them than maybe it was, you know, five, 10 years ago? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I'd say not only because the impending regulations are changing both from a, you know, carb, carb standpoint or EPA standpoint, but also just this desire to get to a net carbon and, and how do you leave the world in a better place than what it is today? So, yeah, I think we've seen a number of trucking companies um, over the last several years trying to figure out what does that look like for them? Um, and, and what's the most meaningful, you know, path forward for them. So, yeah, it's not just regulations, but it's also this desire, I think, for a, for a, you know, more sustainable environment. Now, how do you, you know, that's, I was asking that question sort of looking backwards. How how do you see Mm -hmm. the the transportation industry evolving in the next, say, you know, five to 10 years and, and what opportunities or challenges uh, do you anticipate? Well, I think I think the the number of products and the proliferation of products will probably continue to grow. You know, we've we've run natural gas engines for I don't know twenty years. Um, the newest natural gas products are are that much more efficient. Um, but I think you'll see, like I mentioned earlier, internal com- you know the internal combustion engine you know being a, a platform that can support other fuels as well. So whether that's a hydrogen internal combustion engine or whether it's a hydrogen fuel cell, whether it's a battery fuel cell, I think you'll see a number of those start to play out uh, depending on, once again, the, the duty cycle that, of the equipment that's doing the work for the customer. Um, and I think we believe we'll have technologies that will fit, fit in most of those cases. And, and it, it's, it's an exciting time, I think, to be in the industry um, because you stand the chance of, of making that difference. Um, and 
developing a lot of new technologies, you know, hopefully very reliably, um, but but will that will do do work that the customers need. Well, and so often when when I think at least earlier in my uh, career, I'm uh, approaching twenty years in the industry. I think of uh, when I think of Cummins, I always thought of this you know, industrial type of company, not even recognizing until more recently what a what a powerhouse technology company it really is. And probably has always been. I just didn't realize it. But uh, but visiting, being able to go down at, at different board meeting events for in Indiana and go out and visit the Cummins uh, uh, facility, uh, a couple of the, their facilities in Columbus, Indiana was eye opening. What a what an awesome experience and just a and just a great company and great supporter of the industry. So uh, I think this may be a, a good opportunity just be, before we run out of time. I do want to get make sure that we get to the uh, deeper dive question from one of our listeners. And this is uh, it's a question I see fairly often. And I think it, it makes sense for the audience, especially uh, who are primarily in the recruiting and retention uh, facet of the industry. The question is, I keep hearing that autonomous trucks are going to be the end of the truck driver career. How concerned should I be about that? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'll give you give you a couple of my thoughts, Jeremy, and then I'll let you. I mean, you're dealing with this every day with drivers as well. But there's different levels of automation, um, and I think as we go into the future, some of them are already in play. Um, whether that's lane assist, whether that's assisted, you know, cruise control, um, I think you'll continue to see more of those become more widespread. Um, my opinion is, is the truck driver has a long history. There's more than, there's more than just sitting behind a wheel that a truck driver does um, to do his work uh, kind of day in and day out. Um, and, and I do think it's a long road of, you know, just, just as it is with, with alternative fuel products, it's a long road for us all to get there. And so how do you do that from a, you know, it's, it's not a, just a stair step. You do it kind of in a, in a, you know, graduated way that, that brings brings apart that which is most feasible at the right point in time, um, but I don't see a driver being replaced for a long long period of time. And depending on the operation he's running in, um, he plays a way more important role than than just sitting behind a sitting behind a wheel and and driving. Well, and I and I I share that sentiment. And I would say, you know, you and I both I, I believe uh, have electric uh, electric vehicles. Right. Uh, and 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 I'm not sure if yours does this, but mine can drive itself. And uh, I use that quite a bit when I'm headed on a long trip down mostly, you know, highways. But it's um, but I'm also, you know, I'm still pretty much 10 and 2 because I don't trust it enough anyway. And I'd like to live. So um, while it's a, good, it's a good, good, safe way to do it. Right. <laughs> now, now I say that to say that the, the technology is, is there to a minimum, you know, at least at a minimum level. And it's obviously continuing to evolve over time. But with that being said, you know, the ability, you know, I say this all the time to people who ask this question or uh, anybody who's on the outside of the industry who says, I, I'm not sure if I want to get involved because of this. And I say, you know, I've, we fly, right? We travel all the time. That, that plane will fly itself. It has been doing this for decades, yet there's never not a pilot, two pilots usually in the cockpit. And I can't even fathom the idea of boarding a plane and hearing 
uh, folks, today's flight is completely unmanned by uh, a pilot. It's, you know, nobody wants to fly on that plane. <laughs> Nobody's going to be that. And that is pretty safe. I mean, you have the takeoff and the landing, but otherwise everything else is far less uh, challenging than what we would have or experience uh, in a in a com- in a car or in a commercial vehicle on uh, on roads. And of course, there's the weather issues and stuff like that. So yeah, hundred percent agree. I don't think that's a realistic um, trains. Even you know, you still have a conductor, and that's on a track. <laughs> I mean, that's right. really so. I think for for those concerned uh, about that, I think it's 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 not realistic. I think it's just like uh, in an airplane, for example, it is it's going to enhance or improve that uh, that can that conductor or that pilot's experience, that driver's experience, versus replace them altogether. Hmm. Right, right, and and maybe maybe do it in a more safe environment as well. Oh, s- certainly, safety would be uh, you know a, sort of a, a core uh, principle behind it. Absolutely. It's certainly not labor reduction. It's, it's I think, more in the vein of safety. Um, before we wrap up, I'm, I'm curious, uh, with your retirement coming in March, what's next? What's next for Amy Berger? Well, um, hopefully a lot more time with friends and family. Um, you know, folks where I, where I, you know, try to fit people into a one, one time a year, I'll get to see multiple times a year. So, um, and a lot more time outside. So, uh, and staying in Indiana. So hopefully I'll see see some good friends from Indiana still or still around the state and and folks in the industry. Well, you've been very you've you've always been real active, right? You enjoy hiking and that sort of thing. I, I expect you'd be able to do a lot more of that now. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Well, uh, I hope I'm I will I'm not leaving Indiana either. So I look forward to seeing you. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today, Amy. I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity to speak with you at. At such a momentous point in your professional and personal life, and can't wait to see you again and give you a great big celebratory hug. Awesome. Thanks, Jeremy. And thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the Higher Road and for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. And remember, you can submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming deeper dive segments, at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, thank you for taking the higher road.